Empowered Health, a podcast shedding light on how healing is an inside job. Keys to your inner power and total transformation. Discussing wholeness, wellness, and the effects of the mind on the physical and energetic parts of our being. A podcast to support you, moving from fear and pain into wellness and purpose. Belief, hope, connection, energetic keystones for transformation and inner power. Sacred knowledge that inspires us to look within, to find our own unique path. Empowered health, release and rewire to become what you truly are, strong, whole, and empowered. This is Jane here from the Empowered Health Podcast, the keys to an empowered mind and heart aligned living. Today's game changer and empowering inspiration is Harula Batista. Welcome, Harula. Thank you for having me, Jane. Harula received her Honours Bachelor of Science degree in Biology from the University of Toronto. So we have a Canadian, folks. She has her Diploma of Homeopathic Medicine and Health Sciences from the Ontario College of Homeopathic Medicine. Today, Harula is the Dean of the Ontario College of Homeopathic Medicine and is passionate about excellence in homeopathic education. She also has an academic and professional background in IT. She is a mother of three daughters and believes in raising children simply and naturally and with traditional and generational knowledge. Personal accountability and responsibility are important to her and especially in health and wellness. Welcome Harula. So excited to have you. I'm thrilled to be here, Jane. Thank you for this opportunity. So what a wonderful thing you're doing now, having this, uh, being Dean of the Homeopathic School. That is one big role. It is. It is. I want to go back to what inspired you. What's your story? What got you inspired in natural health and especially homeopathy? Sure. Well, this is a long story. It starts when I was a teenager. And it's so interesting that I am in pedagogy now because I was so completely inspired by my teachers growing up. I remember every single one of them from kindergarten on. And I was most inspired by my, at the time, you can say, see how old I am, OAC teacher in biology. This was a Dr. Chris Clovis, and I took his grade 13 then biology class two years in a row, not because I failed, but because I was completely enthralled by him. The first time I found it challenging, of course, like any grade 13 um, subject would be, leading into university, but I took it again because he was so inspiring to me. 
what he taught me primarily was yes about biology but to question things and i think that uh, from a research perspective because he was a researcher that made a massive impact on my life and the career path i chose to study which was biology and that's the science of life so i was in his class when i was 16 and 17 years old and i worked part-time because i love to work i worked in a cafe in downtown Toronto part-time. And in this cafe, and this is where the two stories intermingle, in this cafe, I got to meet some wonderful people. This cafe was located in the heart of the entertainment district. And so I met um, someone who turned out to be a very good friend who was a music producer. And he had been quite big in the 80s, and I didn't know anything about it because I don't know anything about pop culture. I don't recognize people. I just, you know, I've, I, met, I meet people, I take them for who they are, we get to know each other, etc. So over the course of several months, I was getting to know this friend, Michael. And he revealed to me that he had been struggling with a leukemia diagnosis over many years. Um, and because we became friends, I really quite empathized with his story. And sure enough, we got to know each other week after week, and we became close friends. And then he revealed to me that his physicians told, told him he had six months to live. His leukemia was progressing in a direction that was not favorable. And I cared about him, of course. So I took it upon myself and this could be completely naive, but I took it upon myself and I vowed to find something, find a treatment to save his life. Of course, a 17 year old would take that upon herself to, to save someone's life, right? <laughs> Again, completely naive, but I went to work and this is what I did. For weeks and weeks, I searched the internet high and low for treatments worldwide that my friend had not heard of, or if he had heard of, maybe didn't try. And every week I brought him something and he would say, oh, I've done this. I, you know, I thought X, Y, and Z of it. Oh, I, I tried this and it was great, but I didn't have any long-term lasting effects. And finally, one day I found um, researchers in the US who were uh, trying out a new medication. And they were in the final stages of their research project and it showed very promising results. So I printed this, these contacts for him and I printed their research and sure enough, he had not even heard of it before. So he brought it to his oncology team at Princess Margaret and they sloughed it off and said, we're not doing this. We can't bring a research study into our hospital. Well, after begging and pleading, they brought in the research study. And he was the first person in Canada to be part of this research study. And it started very quickly. And within a year's time, all of his blood levels were back to normal and he was in remission. So that was incredible. And sure enough, I saved this man's life. And the inspiration 
did surely come from my high school teacher because he taught me to question everything. And even though Michael had, sorry, it's okay, had six months to live, having been part of this research study gave him a new lease on life. So he was able to move to uh, British Columbia, which is where he spent the next 15 years of his life happily. Um, and he loved every part of it. So he had gone into remission. And this idea of not settling for what you are told really got me thinking. And I had been suffering from allergies at the time. And my physician, of course, told me that there was nothing we could do about those. And so the, the course of action would have been to just take antihistamines whenever these allergic symptoms came up. I wasn't okay with this. Why? Because I had already had experience with <laughs> not listening to authority. And perhaps, you know, it's this fire in me that says, you can't tell me what to do. There's more to this than what I'm being told that led me down the path of trying to discover what that more was. Surely our bodies are such intelligent beings and nature is so much bigger and magnificent than what we've been told that there could have been or is a treatment for my piddly little allergies. And that is what put me on the path to discover treatments and modalities that made sense. And it didn't make sense for me to just treat my physical ailment with medication to suppress it because I felt that there was more to this. As human beings, it's not just our physical bodies, it's our mental, emotional, and spiritual states. And this is what homeopathy is. This is how I discovered it. I had gone to a naturopath in my late teens and she gave me a remedy. And immediately on the spot, I felt something go through me. And I thought, this is crazy. What are these little pellets and what has this done to me? Well, then we go down the rabbit hole of what homeopathy is. And I became devoted to it very, very quickly because it is a complete system of medicine, one where we treat the mind, body, and spirit. And for me, it, there couldn't be nothing, there could be nothing better than that. It is simple. It is so complicated. <laughs> and it treats the whole person, the underlying reasons for someone's physical ailments, rather than just trying to pacify them. Yeah, And so this idea of asking questions and investigating is what lead, led me to homeopathy and what keeps me there today. Yeah. Well, homeop homeopaths are the investigators, aren't they? We never take anything for face value. We have to look deeper. And 
I mean, I've always believed in mind body medicine. It's what got me interested in homeopathy because it was the only medicine that took the mind into consideration as important as the physical symptoms. And so it is mind body medicine and it, it works on an energetic level, but I too have felt that tingle right after I've taken something and gone, wow. Mm -hmm. Even to this day, I mean, this is near 25 years later after having tried homeopathy for the first time, I still feel energetic shifts. Like when there's something big happening in my life and I'm stuck, when I take a remedy, I actually do feel this entire mind-body experience of a shift, a literal shift in a different direction. And it's ever so subtle. Sometimes I feel tingly. Sometimes I just feel very clear. Sometimes I, I feel a different perspective coming on very quickly. And because it starts on this energetic underlying mental emotional sphere, it permeates all other areas. And when someone has physical complaints, they will often have a shift on the mental emotional plane first. And this shift then reverberates to all other aspects of their life. It's beautiful. Yeah, so beautiful. I often ask a patient, did you have a big yawn? Did you, you know, feel that state of relaxation inside? Because those are the first, very first things you might feel. Mm -hmm. I completely agree. Yeah, it's amazing. So many years later, going into homeopathy and wanting to study it because I felt it was incredible. I was married and we wanted to try for children because children are a big part of my life and I always wanted to be a mother. And after many years of trying, I got the dreadful diagnosis of infertility. Now imagine how many young women get this kind of diagnosis and have no idea what to do. Mm. After years and years of testing and intrusive uh, testing and poking and prodding, I took the bull by the horns and I said, you know, that's it. Going back to what we know how to do best and that's homeopathy. I went to see a physician in Los Angeles at the time. And after four months of treatment, I was pregnant. Really? I mean, I'm not infertile. I was pregnant. And then 15 months later, I gave birth to another child after the first one, and then another one two years after that. So we had three children in the span of four years. That's not infertile. No. <laughs> you were told you were infertile. Yes. And in that first, like, that would be so incredible. You must have been devastated with that. I was completely, yeah, shocked and devastated. And there could be nothing worse. I mean, everyone in our lives, they were having children and getting married and moving to the next stage. And it's the worst thing for someone who wants a child to not be able to have a child. Mm -hmm. um, and, and so, you know, it, it felt empty and it felt... Um, soul crushing it felt like the reason you know that we wanted these children and it, it just wasn't gonna happen for us and we had to think of other ways to fill that void um 
but homeopathy came through again. <laughs> of course. So tell us the tell us what it was like because so many people don't know you went to California to have your case taken. Just what that was like, and then even you know the remedy that you took and what it's made of, and just tell us a little bit more. Sure. I had already been in school at the Ontario College of Homeopathic Medicine because I loved homeopathy. And we weren't allowed at the time to see our um, teachers as patients because it's a conflict of interest, of course. So I had a discussion with one of my teachers and she had known me through my clinical internship at the time. I knew that I was a fairly uh, sensitive individual and she said, sure, I can recommend someone for you. And she recommended Dr. Luke DeShepper. So I reached out to him and I was in a bit of a time crunch, I have to say, because my father-in-law had been suffering uh, with cancer. He had a cancer diagnosis and he didn't have much time to live. And there are no other grandchildren in the family. So there was a massive time crunch. I need to have a baby so that my father-in-law can meet a grandchild before he passes away. Well, I reached out to Dr. Luke and I sent him this long email and I said, I need to see you. And he said, absolutely, great. I'll see you in six months because he had a really long waiting list. And I said, no, 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 that's not happening. I need to see you right away. This is the deal. I need to get pregnant. I need it now. <laughs> he said, okay. <laughs> so I had um, filled out this incredible, incredibly lengthy intake form for him. And I spilled all my guts out on this. I think it must have been a 25 page intake form by the end of it. Well, I flew out to California to meet with him and he had already had an idea of a remedy to give me. And I thought, really, you couldn't just send it to me or tell me what to buy. I had to fly to California for this. But it was a wonderful experience. And he is an incredible homeopath and physician. And uh, just like every homeopathic case taking, it was absolutely magical. We had a connection instantly. And as much as the homeopathic remedies are effective, part of the consultation is in fact the connection you make with the practitioner. Mm -hmm. So we had a beautiful connection and we were able to speak very openly and freely about what was happening in my life. And sure enough, he prescribed Lachesis, which is a remedy made of the Bushmaster snake venom. And in four months, I had a positive pregnancy test result. Um, so every time I wanted to get pregnant after that, I took a little bit of Lachesis and here we are today. Right. And, you know, people hear that Lachesis, like it's snake venom. Yes. And yet, what I've learned is what it does is, you know, break maybe a circuit that's developed in the mind that is actually, and, and it can be from many things that that circuit develops from childhood. We have no idea where it's come from, but it's like treating that with like with like, and then the body can just do what it needs to do. That's right. Yeah. I mean, it could be so many different things. I could have had a very slight hormonal imbalance. Mm -hmm. And once that circuit is broken, my body can go back to producing the proper 
amounts, amounts of hormones or the proper levels so that they can be in some sort of equilibrium to allow for this pregnancy. Um, and that's exactly what happened. And it happened very, very quickly. And the best part is, is that my father-in-law got to meet a grandchild. Yeah. Oh. And it's such an individual medicine as well, isn't it? Like the next person would not need that remedy. So that's why they have to, you have to have completely tell your story and your symptoms. A hundred percent. And this is the future of medicine, I have to say, is individualized medicine. Um, a one-size-fits-all model simply doesn't work. It may work for one or two issues for a short period of time, but it ultimately doesn't work in the long run. And when you tell your entire story and open up your life to a practitioner and they get to know you, from a homeopathic perspective, that, that is what medicine is all about. It's treating that person who is sitting in front of you who needs help. And we don't take that type of thing for granted. We say, okay, so we center ourselves with that patient and we take in their case and we are the sounding board and we listen for everything that we need to hear in order to make that individualized prescription. And this is where homeopathy becomes difficult is because we have a cornucopia of homeopathic remedies to choose from, nearly 8,000 of them. And so we have to be diligent in, in retrieving the information that will help us identify that one remedy for the patient to bring them to a state of health that they otherwise wouldn't have been able to achieve. And that's the beauty of homeopathy is that it is individualized mm -hmm. and it is so specific. And my problem is my problem. Mm -hmm. And the way I live is very individualized to the way I live. And so of course I'm going to need a different remedy from the next person who's also experiencing the potentially same, the potentially same problem. Yeah. And, yeah. And it's, you know, homeopathic doctors have studied and are studying for their whole lives to learn about nature. Yes. And how, it, you know, how it's used as a remedy to help someone. I mean, I, I studied naturopathic medicine. And in that I found homeopathy, I didn't know what it was before that, but because it was mind body medicine, I became so passionate about it and ended up at the Ontario College of Homeopathic Medicine because I knew that I had only touched on this, you know, the education that I needed to be a good homeopath. Yeah, and this is a, a lifelong learning vocation or field. We're always learning, we are always growing if we want to be good practitioners. We're always reading and we're going to different seminars and discussing things amongst our peers. And it's the only way to do it by learning ourselves and growing and evolving as practitioners. It's the only way to really help our patients. And yeah, and that passion to learn is, it, and it's, there's so much that's interesting about it. Now, I, having said that, becoming a homeopath can help, you know, our, we can help ourselves and our family and even having information about acutes and, you know, 
you know, just starting with that amount of information can lead to really being empowered to help yourself and your family. Just tell us about that story. Cause I know that, you know, that's part of why you love it so much. Yeah. A hundred percent. I think that as a parent specifically, but as a person, it is my very strong belief that we need to be accountable for ourselves and our children. There's a huge responsibility that goes along with being a parent and a huge responsibility that goes along with being um, a healthy person. We have to take accountability for our lives and for the lives of our children. And so when we think about life from that perspective, it puts us in the driver's seat. It gives us power to make decisions that are right for ourselves and our children, whether it's from a nutritional perspective or from an educational perspective or a health perspective. We are the ones who are making the right decisions for ourselves and our families. Having said that, we need to understand where to find good information or information period. Um, oftentimes, you know, parents will reach for an easy solution that might not always be the best solution because they don't know. But if we're taking a stance from an accountability perspective, it's our responsibility to figure things out and to understand. When we understand how things work, in this case, our health, when we understand how things work, we're not afraid of the things that show up in our lives. So I'll give you an example. If my child presents with a cough or a cold, I am not immediately alarmed. I know what to do. I know what a cough is. It's the desire for the body to expectorate a pathogen. And if I understand that, I'm not going to try and stop the cough. I will make my child <clears throat> tea. I will give my child honey. I will supplement their diet with nutraceuticals to help them get over this little hump of whatever pathogen is ailing them. I will encourage rest and hydration. Um, and ultimately, of course, we get back to homeopathy because homeopathy is how we live our lives in our household. And that is the first place we go to. Now, because I have these little tools in my tool bag, it's really easy for me to reach for them when anything comes up, whether it's a cough or a cold or a flu or a tummy ache or vomiting or diarrhea, anything that comes up, unless of course it could be something that's really serious and we have to be very um, cognizant of where our abilities lie and how uh, much control we have in, in these situations. But ultimately I know what to do. And the reason I know what to do is because I want to know what to do. I want to learn how best to help myself and my family. And therefore I do the research. And I think it's really important for parents to take that responsibility to heart um, if they choose to, otherwise it's fine, but it is a choice. And to maintain that ability to know what to do when you or your child gets sick. So having these little tools is really beneficial because you're not left in the lurch wondering, oh my goodness, what should I do? Is my child gonna die because they have a cold? 
no, your child will not die if they have a cold. They will be uncomfortable for a little while, but you'll know what to do with your child to help them get better into the next level of health. And so what we've done at OCHM is we have um, created quite the social media following where we post bits of information for the general public to consume that is ultimately helpful, that is ultimately, you know, um, able to give them tools to use in their daily lives to implement these tools to help their, their family and to help themselves. And now we're not talking about long-standing conditions. Let's make that perfectly clear. The acutes that we're talking about surely can be treated at home, but any type of chronic condition should um, certainly be referred to a qualified homeopath. Yeah, because it becomes more complex. Absolutely. And we're not able to see the full picture of what needs to be treated. And that's how we uh, entrust someone else to do that hard lifting for us. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I love what you say too, because it's so important to realize that disease or viruses serve a purpose as well. They actually educate our immune system. They, like a, like a good workout, they make us stronger. We shouldn't be sheltered completely from these things. And, you know, even with this virus that broke out, Corona, homeopaths immediately all over the world formed a net and talked about what symptoms and what remedies. And we were mm -hmm. afraid because we knew what to do. We have a lot of tools in our tool bag. And in fact, um, what the Ontario College of Homeopathic Medicine has done is in early spring when this all broke out, we put our spinning tires to the ground and ran with it. We offer a free clinic to anyone who needs help who is in an acute respiratory crisis. So not only are we trying to educate people, of course, to be great homeopaths, we're also helping um, patients understand and get to the next level of health with confidence. Yes, what a beautiful initiative. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's great. And we have so many homeopaths from across Canada on board. It's brilliant. Yeah, really brilliant. Yeah. It's still available? Yes, it's still available. And we're going to relaunch it. I mean, it's been a little quiet over the summer, which is amazing, but we're relaunching it very, very soon. It's always been available, but we're going to um, reinvigorate this initiative in the next couple of weeks. Awesome. So how does someone find that initiative? Just tell us exactly where they should go. And I can include it also in the yeah, sure. Um, just right on the website. It's on the front page of the website. It's for acute respiratory conditions. There's a link there. And all uh, somebody has to do is fill out the contact us form. It comes to me immediately and I send it off to someone who pairs them up, pairs the patient up with a qualified homeopath. And that's the website for the Ontario College of Homeopathic Medicine. Yeah, it's OCHM.ca. OCHM. Yeah. Very good. So I wanted to talk to you, just give us an example maybe of uh, what happened to a one of your kids when they were sick. I have a great example of how you need to include the mind symptoms. One of mine was really, really 
like coughing and coughing and none of the remedies would really touch it. And she was to the point of would cough till she vomited. And I had tried, you know, the major cough remedies. And then I had to put her on my knee and ask her what was going on emotionally. And she told me that she was sad because she couldn't play in the playground with her friends because she had been grounded. But when I added in the mind symptom of sadness, I came to Ignatia, the remedy, and she, you know, I gave it to her and she didn't cough the rest of the night. It was <laughs> incredible. I, I think I have many stories because we have three children. Oh, the stories. I mean, the kids are practically dosing themselves now with different <laughs> remedies. And it's so brilliant because they are figuring out what to do. So here's a classic story of a child who is really nervous about going back to school and has the back to school jitters the day before going back to school. So she comes downstairs with an aching tummy and the feeling that she's going to vomit. And, you know, we of course need to ask about the mental emotional state. What's going on for you? Nothing, mommy, nothing at all. Are you, uh, so we need to, I mean, because we have three children, oftentimes they won't speak in front of, one won't speak in front of the others because they're shy or because they're embarrassed or whatever. So I take her aside and I ask her, are you nervous about tomorrow's start of school? And she broke down in tears and said, yes. And I said, well, tell me what the symptoms are. And she said, my legs are shaking. My tummy hurts. I'm so scared. I don't know what's going to happen. Out in left field, because we know her, who her teacher is. We know who's going to be in her class. So she's quite in a state. I mean, and just with these tiny symptoms of trembling and a tummy ache and anticipatory anxiety and this fear of the unknown, I prescribed the remedy gelsemium and it worked like a charm. So she went to bed and actually vomited, which is a great sign because it means that the body is expelling that which it's been trying to hold on to so tightly. And of course, the next morning she woke up as if nothing happened and she was in a chipper mood and off she went. And these stories are not rare. They are not hard to come by. This is our daily experience and what a wonderful tool to be able to offer your family and your children to learn from. Absolutely. And it's one of the main reasons I became a naturopath, but then a homeopath because homeopathy is just so direct and when it works, it is so beautiful that you are hooked for life. So I would just encourage any mother out there who <laughs> wants to, you know, empower themselves and their family, I'd encourage them to become a homeopath. I honestly would. A hundred percent. And that is the primary reason I came into this field of study is because I wanted to be that healthcare provider for my children. They have a general practitioner. They have a homeopath of their own, but I need to understand what's happening so that I can help them immediately when something goes wrong. Now, I mean, I'm devoted to homeopathy and I don't expect every mother who is interested in homeopathy to be devoted in the same manner, but OCHM does provide 
a foundations course that will teach primary acutes. So if that's something you wish to dabble in, it's a great place to start. Oh, so you can go and just take that small slice and start to use it. Just in, and when we talk about acutes, it's like if someone sprained an ankle. Mm -hmm. It's colds and flus. It's first aid. It's the fundamentals of homeopathy. It's learning how to use some of our uh, popular books like our repertory and Materia Medica to understand how to prescribe remedies. And so if at it, the very least you just want to have a taste or an introduction, then that is the perfect place to start. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you know, there's so many stories of homeopaths becoming homeopaths just because of using these acute remedies. In fact, medical doctors who couldn't heal things any other way and then took Arnica and the immediate healing they got from a homeopathic remedy made them pursue or caused them to pursue homeopathy. Sure. And so many people are inspired in that way. And it's very typical of how homeopaths get into this profession is they've, they've had a profound personal experience or an experience with someone they know very, very well, and it has changed their lives. And that's what homeopathy does. And it's like, again, it's not a one-off at all. Homeopathy is life-changing, period. It's, you know, uh, safe. It works quickly. Um, anyone can use it. There are no side effects. And so implementing a strategy like this into, into one's life is a no-brainer. Yeah. And just to know what to do instead of having to reach for a Tylenol or, you know, so to have these tools. Yeah. And there's a time and a place for everything, no doubt. There is a time and a place. But... Um, I also firmly believe that if we can get to the root cause of the problem, which is often on the mental emotional sphere, that um, it's a better solution. It's a better long-term solution. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I really think it should be known as mind-body medicine. <laughs> it is mind-body medicine. Absolutely. Mind medicine. Yeah. I can't tell you how many times like, I never go to a horse show where, you know, my girls could fall off and knock their head, get a concussion without Arnica. Never would I step near a horse show without it. And I mean, I don't go anywhere without my 50 remedy kit. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> we feel very uncomfortable. <laughs> oh, it's wonderful. It's the best. I think that it's also really quite funny when we see, you know, as mums, if we're in the playground and we see another child fall, we really just want to run to them and put some arnica in their mouth. And it, you're fine, kid. You're fine. It's okay. Just shake it off. <laughs> and they will be, most likely. Yes, definitely. Yeah, so, so tell us a bit more about the education at OCHM. Just, you know, what you go through and what it's like. I know I loved it. I had been a naturopath and that was a big study. I mean, I was traumatized when I graduated and <laughs> I still, I came to study at OCHM and I was filled with joy and happiness and I looked at it as fun because it was my passion. I never saw it as, as work even. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, homeopathy is a regulated healthcare profession in the province of Ontario. 
we are the only jurisdiction in all of the world that has a regulated healthcare profession in homeopathy. <clears throat> we were very proud of this homeopathic regulation because ultimately what it does is it protects the public from incompetent practitioners. And this is a big sticking point for us at the Ontario College of Homeopathic Medicine because we believe in high standards for education and clinical internship. This program that we offer is a difficult program. It is certainly not a program that can be completed in six months or a year's time. And you can put a brick on the door saying you're a homeopath and off you go. No, no. This is a program that takes several years of study. It is a serious program in homeopathic medicine and health sciences, as well as clinical internship. And when I talk about it being a serious program, it far exceeds the guidelines that are outlined by the province of Ontario. We're very proud of that because um, every year we reassess the curriculum and we add new classes and we polish the ones that we've had. We have also created a lecture library for students who are going through the program because we're introducing new things. It means that some of the other topics need to be taken out, but they're not really taken out. They're sort of just put on the sidelines as, hey, look at here, you can learn about this too. Of course, it's, it's rigorous, it is robust, and the ultimate culmination is, of course, in our clinical internship, where students are in their later year of study have the opportunity to be practicing homeopaths under the full supervision of someone who has at least 15 years of clinical experience. So we have patients come in, real life patients, and we have our students with the supervisor taking the case. And the supervisor guides them and teaches them. Uh, there's a full analysis of the case that happens after the case taking. And then the students go home and they research and they do a whole lot of work for this one patient and oftentimes it's not just one or two or three students in on this case. Oftentimes it's 10 or more. So this patient feels pretty incredible knowing that we have a whole team of people working on their case. And because it's in real time and because it's the students taking the case, they are really trained and this culmination of academic knowledge is put to the test in the clinic where they get to grow alongside their peers and the supervisors and learn from the many years of experience of these supervisors how to be a good practitioner. And it's our students who are going out there treating patients properly, uh, treating the public on a global scale at this point, it's pretty amazing, and are seeing fabulous results. So we're really quite proud of our program because we are churning out amazing practitioners who can make a difference in people's lives and who do make a difference in people's lives. So when we talk about it being a rigorous program, we're un unapologetic about it. If you want to learn homeopathy, you have to take it seriously. And this is going to be a profession that one is going to participate in for the rest of their lives and we give them that footing on which to go forth and be able to do that. Beautiful. Such a beautiful thing to do. And, you know, just the study alone is 
empowering, but that you, you learn about nature as well. And you learn about, you know, how science, nature, energy, how all these things work together. So I, I would just highly recommend it. And Absolutely. another thing you could do if you were just curious about homeopathy would be to become a patient at the clinic. Mm-hmm. Which 100%. Can so that yeah, I mean, and you're right. It's not just about the education, Jane. It's also about teaching our students that it's their responsibility as practitioners to empower their patients. Mm. And when we impart that kind of knowledge onto the people around us, we let go of fears. And when you let go of fear, you feel empowered to take control of your health. Now, we're not saying ignore what every other healthcare provider says. We're not saying that at all. We're saying educate yourself, make the right decision for yourself, and know that you have options. And I think that's a really powerful message for people to take in and live their lives by because it's not about somebody telling us oh you're sick you don't have a choice there is always a choice you just have to look for the solution to the problem and there are solutions and that becomes our responsibility as humans and as citizens of this world is to find those solutions because frankly no one else cares about us why should they it's about it's about us caring about each other and ourselves and our families and having the right information to make the best decisions that we can. And so when we instill this in our students, they can then go forth and instill it in their patients. And it becomes this wonderful whirlwind of feeling um, in control and empowered by the, the decisions that we are able to make as people. As individuals. Yeah. And that is the story and the message in a nutshell. Thank you, Harula. <laughs> Beautiful. Harula, how do people reach out just um, to find out more or have their case taken? Just give us your contacts and a way of reaching out to you. Sure. Our telephone number is 416-535-5995. And our website is ochm.ca. Perfect. Thank you, Harula. Thank you for being a game changer and caring about where this planet is going and the people on it and empowering them and everyone that comes in touch with you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for letting me tell my story. Thank you for this podcast because I think it's uh, quite educational and inspiring for many to know that there are options and that they do have choices. And thank you for being a great practitioner and part of the team. We love you, Jane. Thank you. And for everyone out there, don't forget, do not give your power away to anyone else. Thank you.